What's up, y'all? Welcome to At the End of the Day podcast. I'm your host, Cherie, and I appreciate you ending your day with me. I want to share something with y'all that I'm very passionate about, and that's natural remedies. This passion comes from my grandfather. I grew up watching him learn about natural remedies. He even had a book that had a list of diseases with natural cures for them. As I have gotten older, I have developed that same passion. I used to feel like he was doing too much, (laughs) but now I understand why. Even though I have a degree in pharmaceuticals, I believe that medication isn't always the solution. While working in the field, I have watched the number of recalls increase year after year. I have watched people go to the doctor, tell the doctor what's wrong, and then the doctor instantly writes a prescription. I mean, I understand that everyone's goal is to get better. So I notice people don't research the ingredients of the drug or the long-term effects of the drug they have been prescribed. They also don't take out time to check the interactions of all the prescription drugs they have to take. But here's the thing. The medication may make you feel better initially, but over time, it's doing more damage than good. God has created the earth, and with that creation has come natural ways to heal ourselves. He has blessed us with so many herbs and plants that can heal us. I told y'all, this season, we are learning and implementing new ways of being. Learning how to be the healthiest version of ourselves is a part of it. So I have to pause real quick to put out a little disclaimer because I refuse to be blamed for anything, okay? I want to start by saying I am not a doctor or expert. Even though my family and friends treat me like I am, I am not. (laughs) So whatever I share with you today, Please make sure you do further research and talk to your physician about the impact it may have on you and the other medication you take. I'm just sharing things that I do and things that I have learned. Since it's natural, it probably won't impact other medications, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Today, I want to talk about natural ways to heal yourself. So let's start planting new seeds. If you don't have a pen and paper, definitely go get some because I will be dropping some gems today, okay? I want to start by talking about the pharmaceutical industry. Some people love it, some people hate it. I personally believe that there is some good in the pharmaceutical industry, but there is some bad. I've heard people say that they believe the pharmaceutical companies have a cure for cancer, but they just won't give it to us. I think people that make those statements aren't aware of the stages a drug goes through to be approved and they aren't aware of how many drugs get recalled a year. For example, in 2022, there were 912 drugs that were recalled, and that was the highest number of recalls in five years. 912 is a lot, and that's just in one year. It always blows my mind when I look at those numbers because each of those drugs went through clinical trial phases. It takes 10 to 15 years to complete the first three phases of a clinical trial. That's a long time to invest in something just to become recalled. I mean, it isn't like you just come up with an idea for a drug, present it to the FDA, and then boom, you're approved. I'll just say it shouldn't be like that, and I won't go down that road. (laughs) Because if you know, you know. For the other drugs on the market, they have gone through a series of tests on thousands of people before it became approved. You eventually start to ask yourself, If a drug goes through all of that, how does it end up recalled? And that, my friend, is a good question. Sometimes it's the manufacturer that may have messed up that lot. Other times, it's the fact that they learned the drug causes more harm in the long run. Different things can happen. For example, 
My great-grandmother was diagnosed with liver cancer when I was 11 years old. She truly was my first best friend. She understood me, and I think that our birthdays being 13 days apart had a little bit to do with that. (laughs) But the doctor gave my great-grandmother a drug to help her get better. She ended up getting worse and passed away a year later. Five years after that, my mom and I are in the car and heard on the radio that the same drug she was taking was recalled. As we continued to listen, we heard that the drug was recalled because they found that the company used rat poisoning in the medication. You heard me right, y'all. Rat poisoning. And that was the day that I decided to get my degree in pharmaceuticals because I wanted to be a part of preventing something like that from happening. I wanted to understand how something like that could happen in the first place. While studying pharmaceuticals and working in the industry, I have learned that drugs that seem to help you can end up harming you over time. People don't realize that the more you take a drug, the more your body becomes used to it. Over time, the doctor either changes your medication or they decide to increase your dosage. Either way, your body is being impacted by you taking the same medication over time. But here's the thing. Whatever you're being treated for is due to a deficiency in some part of your body. There is a root cause for everything. Some doctors are willing to do some digging before giving you a prescription. Other doctors write a prescription so fast it'll make your head spin. So I want to share two deficiencies that I have learned about that have truly helped me and changed my life. The first deficiency is magnesium. I'm going to start by asking you a question. Did you know that more than 50% of the American population is deficient in magnesium? You may be wondering, how is this possible? Well, every organ in our body uses magnesium. So when you do consume magnesium through certain foods, it is going all over your body, which makes it hard to replenish the entire body with the amount of magnesium it needs. We do things daily that can deplete magnesium in our bodies from drinking alcohol, coffee, soda, and eating processed foods. I mean, I don't think we are surprised by that list at all so far. Stress can deplete magnesium. If you're diabetic or eat a lot of sugar, that can deplete your magnesium because high levels of sugar in the bloodstream can reduce magnesium absorption into the cells, which results in the kidneys excreting magnesium and other electrolytes. Long-term use of some medications such as diuretics or medication for reflux can cause magnesium deficiency. Since every organ in our body needs magnesium, you can only imagine the number of symptoms for magnesium deficiency. The list is endless, but I will share a few. Some of the symptoms are low appetite, fatigue and weakness, muscle spasms and cramps, anxiety, depression, insomnia, brain fog, abnormal heartbeats, high blood pressure, chronic pain, and osteoporosis. And that isn't even all of them. I'm sure one of the things I mentioned is something you may be dealing with or have experienced. If you don't have symptoms but you want to know your levels, your doctor will have to order a magnesium blood test. Not just a regular blood test, but a magnesium blood test. Because a regular blood test will not capture your magnesium levels due to most of your body's magnesium being stored in your bones, organs, and other body tissue. Only a small amount is found in your blood. So now that we have identified the issue, the next question is, how do we fix this? There are four ways that you can increase your magnesium. You can increase it through the foods you eat, take in a supplement, drink it, or use a topical spray. 
Some foods you can eat that are a rich source of magnesium is dark chocolate, nuts and seeds, specifically pumpkin seeds, avocados, bananas, and leafy greens like kale and spinach. Some people do it topically by using a magnesium spray or they take an Epsom salt bath. Epsom salt is magnesium. When you sit in the bath, the magnesium absorbs quickly into your skin. Using the spray does the same thing. For drinking magnesium, people buy Celtic sea salt. Celtic salt is less processed than other salts, which allows for higher moisture and trace minerals like magnesium, calcium, and potassium. People put a pinch of it under their tongue and drink water, or they put it in their water and drink it. If you want to take the supplement, there are 11 types of magnesium. Each type of magnesium supports a certain part of the body. For example, magnesium citrate. Now, I think majority of us know what it does. <laughs> and if you don't know, that type is recommended to treat constipation. I have recommended magnesium glycinate for those wanting to implement magnesium into their day-to-day -day routine because it helps with everything. It helps relieve anxiety and stress, promotes bone health, manages blood sugar levels, maintains regular heart rhythms, and can reduce inflammation in the body along with so many other things. I take it every night before bed because it will knock you out. One minute you're on the phone in bed or watching TV, and then boom, your alarm is going off because it's time to get up. <laughs> like, it literally goes down just like that. The amount of magnesium recommended is different for each gender and age group. If you're between ages 19 and 30 years old, it's recommended that a male takes 400 milligrams daily and a female take 310 milligrams daily. If you're 31 years old or older, it's recommended that a male takes 420 milligrams daily and that a female takes 320 milligrams daily. Magnesium is helpful in many ways, and it has definitely had a positive impact on my life. The second deficiency that I have learned about that truly helped me and changed my life is vitamin D. Having a vitamin D deficiency is serious. Finding out that I was deficient in vitamin D truly changed my life. Before learning I had it, my hair will always break off. I even started to have bald spots in my hair. I had anxiety and depression really bad. My energy level was always low. I always felt tired and not like a, I ran around all day and now I'm tired type. I could do bare minimum and I would still get tired. And don't get me wrong, I believe in naps. One thing I'm going to make time for is a nap. <laughs> and not a cat nap, but a college nap. For those of you who don't know what a college nap is, a college nap is anything longer than an hour. If you ask my friends, they say it's longer than two hours. But whatever. And yes, I do take naps. And since we're friends, you better not be judging me, okay? So some of the symptoms for a vitamin D deficiency is fatigue, not sleeping well, bone pain or achiness, depression or feelings of sadness, hair loss, muscle weakness, and getting sick more easily. And those are just a few. Now, those who have a severe deficiency will experience symptoms, and those who have a mild deficiency typically don't have symptoms. You might be surprised to hear that having a vitamin D deficiency is more common than you think. In 2019, the Cooper Institute found that 40% of the American population may be deficient in vitamin D. They also found that with African Americans, that number nearly doubles at 76% for vitamin D deficiency. 
Having a vitamin D deficiency is extremely common for African-Americans. You may be asking why, and I'm about to tell you. It's all about the melanin, baby. <laughs> like, melanin is the pigment that provides skin color. People with darker skin have more melanin than those with lighter skin. Although having all that melanin is beautiful, having a lot of it reduces your ability to produce vitamin D from the sun. The next question is, how do we test our levels of vitamin D? You can ask your doctor to order a blood test to check your vitamin D levels. So the next question becomes, how do you increase vitamin D? You can take a supplement or get it through your food. If you buy the supplement, you should get vitamin D3. Finding out the results from your blood test will help you figure out how much you should take daily. If you would like to start implementing vitamin D through the food you eat, there are foods that are naturally high in vitamin D. You can eat fatty fish like salmon or trout. You can eat canned fish like sardines. Egg yolks, almond milk, and orange juice are also good. If the things I mentioned has caused you to think that maybe you have a vitamin D deficiency, definitely request a blood test and let that be your first step. If you start to take vitamin D3 supplements, I'm going to tell you something my doctor didn't tell me that I had to learn on my own. If you decide to take vitamin D3, you also have to take vitamin K2. Why, you may ask? Because they offer your body more benefits when they are combined. Vitamin D3 directs the absorption of calcium from your intestines into the blood. Vitamin K2 comes in and directs the calcium into your bones. In the absence of vitamin K2, calcium will build up in your arteries. To bring it all together, if you're taking vitamin D3, you should also take magnesium. Your body depends on magnesium to convert vitamin D3 into its active form within the body. Without magnesium, vitamin D3 is stored in the body and not used. So if you haven't figured it out by now, your body is just one big old chemical reaction. This is why it's important to pay attention to what you put into your body. Nowadays, there are so many things that can deplete minerals that your body needs. We have to be more in tune with our bodies. We have to become more aware of what our bodies need. We have to become advocates for ourselves. If you're diagnosed with something, ask more questions. Talk to them about other alternatives. Become quick to ask questions and slow to fill the prescription because you may not need that prescription after all. Now, guess what, y'all? It's Q&S time. Q&S stands for Quote and Scripture. This is time I set aside in the episode to share a quote in scripture to encourage you throughout the week ahead. The quote I chose for this week is from Bryant McGill, and he said, Health is a priceless wealth. Invest while you can. We live in an economy that makes being healthy expensive. It does think that this is the case, but it is worth it because we are talking about your health. We aren't talking about buying a new expensive bag or expensive car. We are talking about your health. I think out of everything we invest in, health is the most important and rewarding thing we can invest in. Even if you can't afford to do a major life change, start to make changes little by little. Drink more water, go for more walks, stay up to date on your blood work, physicals, and tests. Read books about the things you have experienced with your body or the disease your doctor diagnosed you with. Read books that will teach you how to heal yourself without prescription drugs. 
Knowledge is power, and you deserve to know as much as you can about your body. You deserve to know what your body needs. It isn't as simple as eating three meals a day and just drinking a bunch of water. It's bigger than that, and it's important that you invest in what your body needs because we are only blessed with one. The scripture I chose for this week is from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 20. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it reads, Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. God has blessed us with the body we have. Whether you love it or hate it, God still blessed you with it. He did not bless us with the body so we can harm it and make a mess. He did not bless us with this body so we can be unhealthy. He wants the best for us, and that includes us being healthy. We should always give God our best, and that includes the way we take care of our bodies. So many times we focus on how we act and the things we do being the only way we show that we are believers of Christ. Your body and the way you treat it is also a part of it. This body is not ours. It belongs to him. The scripture says your body is a temple. A temple is considered a sacred place. That means God considers your body a sacred place. Not a place that should be mistreated or treated however you want to treat it, but a sacred place. God considers your body special, and you should too. What God says about you matters. And if he says your body is a temple, then it is. We have to change the way we look at our bodies. We should start to look at our bodies the way Christ looks at our bodies. doesn't matter whether you love it or not. It's still sacred and special. So after today, change the way you view and treat your body because your body is meant to be blessed and healthy. Now that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, make sure you hit that follow button and leave a review. I would love to read your feedback and your girl needs more reviews, y'all. So help me out. You can also follow me on Instagram under the name A-T-E-O-T-D Podcast. If you have something you need advice about, something you want to share, or you have a topic you want to hear me talk about, you can send me an email to ateotdpodcast8 at gmail.com. If you know someone that you feel could benefit from this information, please share this with them. Talking about natural remedies is something I can do for days. That's why this episode is considered part one. Next week, I will release part two, so make sure you tune in. Our health is something we have to take seriously. It shouldn't be taken lightly. If you notice a change in your body, don't wait to see if it goes away in a month or two. Speak up and work towards getting answers. Request blood work. Once you receive the results, make permanent changes in your life. Consistency is the key to healing. You can't take supplements or make changes for a month and think it will go away forever. Make the necessary changes because you deserve it. There is only one you. We can't go out and buy another you. You are irreplaceable. We spend money on everything and everyone else. We invest money in all the things we love, like sneakers, clothes, and bags. All of that stuff looks nice, but it won't make you healthy. So make sure you invest in your health, because at the end of the day, health is wealth.